What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and you're tuned in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Hey, winners, what's going on? Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner's circle for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Of course, you know that I am so grateful that you have decided to join me on today. For those of you who do not know, this is the podcast for winners. If this is your first time joining us, then you are in the right place if you like to win because God puts you up on that good, good game so that you can win. And of course, as I said before, I'm grateful that you are here, guys. You know, I say it every single episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And in that vein, I want to share a message that came through to me on Instagram. A young lady found the podcast on iHeartRadio. And so I know she's not able to leave a a review on Apple because she's listening on iHeartRadio. So I wanted to share with you what she said. She said, hello, I was looking for an inspirational podcast on iHeartRadio and I came across your podcast. I know God led me to your podcast and I am so thankful The grounded and the guard your heart message was for me and it touched my soul. Thank you so much. God definitely put me up on game with this podcast. God bless you. Listen, guys, I love when you send those messages. You have no idea. I don't need them because I want my ego stroked or anything. Many times I need to hear those messages because they keep me going. They keep me motivated. They remind me that. This work is not in vain and that it is actually reaching people and it is helping you. It's putting you up on that good game. So guys, I thank you so much. If you have not left a review on iTunes, on the Apple podcast, please go on there and, you know, give me five stars and write a great review and let me know how this podcast is blessing you. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can go right to the show page and scroll all the way down until you see reviews. And right there, you can click the stars and write a review. All right, guys. So I want to get right into today's podcast. First of all, let me apologize. Those of you who are faithful listeners, you will know that this week's episode is actually a few hours late. Um, I usually have an episode uploaded and ready to go every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. It is now 9.05 a.m. and I am just recording this week's episode and it's because honestly I just have not been feeling it. There's been so much going on and I'll I'll get into that in a moment but I want to talk about the great things that are happening this Saturday. Woohoo! My birthing plan, the spring 2019 cohort will be having their I guess it's like a graduation, but we call it the sip and see, and it's where they present the babies that they have birthed or are birthing, whether it's books, businesses, nonprofits, whatever they've been working on, they will present them to their family and friends this Saturday. So I'm super excited about that because it is a celebration and um, they have worked really hard. They have pushed past fear, um, self-doubt. The not having the support of others and just a host of things. And so to see them shining on Saturday is going to bring mama midwife so much joy. So those of you who are in the Chicagoland area or those of you who are even willing to sh- travel to Chicago, 
We have the Birthing Plan Day Escape, and it's coming up on Saturday, May the 18th. You can find out more on my website, kristenrharris.com. You can also go directly to bit.ly forward slash birthing plan escape. And basically what we will be doing in that day long um, retreat is the same thing that I've been doing with these women over the past six months. And so everyone will leave from the birthing plan day escape with a tangible action plan to really birth out whatever it is that you know is on the inside of you, but you just don't know how to get it out. So I encourage you to go to my website, Kristen R. Harris, and find out more about the Birthing Plan Day Escape and sign up. We even have discounts for you and your birthing bestie. Grab your girlfriend and come along and you guys can push together because I believe that everything is easier when you have the support and accountability of someone else who's trying to do the same thing. So that's the good stuff that has been happening. Meanwhile, with all good, of course, usually there's some bad. And so there has been, you know, some things that have affected me emotionally. Um, I found myself just in a down place. Um, A lot of the people around me who are very close to me are going through some very um, trying times right now. So been trying to be what I can be for them and just feeling their pain. Because of course, you know, when you're close to people, you feel their pain when they're going through. So I've been dealing with that. And then my personal um, thing, which is what I want to talk about today. Um, And I think that's why I have not recorded before now. And I I kept saying, God, what am I going to talk about? Because I'm very... um, I like to go to God and and get his direction. I believe that this is his podcast. That's why it's entitled God Put Me Up One Game. I want to give you what God would have for you to hear. And so, as I've said in the past, when I give it to you, I'm not sharing anything with you that God has not shared with me. And so, that's why it's God Put Me Up One Game because he's given it to me. It is something that has helped me. Um, to transition, to to get to another level, to win at this thing called life. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. And so I was, you know, just in constant prayer, like the end of last week, coming into this week, because I was like, I don't have a podcast. I just don't know what to talk about. And then last night it hit me. God's like, why don't you just really be honest and have a very transparent moment with the listeners for this podcast and Tell them, you know, where you are and where you've been like in your mental space, because so many people can relate to that. So um, as you all know, I am a full time entrepreneur. I like to say I'm full time entrepreneur. I have a part time job. And, you know, that's my part time pimping job, as I call it. And um, so I work a few hours out of the week at a job. But for the most part, my bread and butter for my contribution to my household comes from what I do full-time with women through the birthing plan, through the scribe tribe, through my own books, and a host of other things. And so I've been on this entrepreneurial journey full-time, I would say since 2013, the latter part of 2013. And so I'm coming up on six years this year. I've been unofficially an entrepreneur probably my entire life. And I told that story, I think it was in You F'd Up. You guys can go back and listen to that episode. But um I can honestly say this journey has definitely had its share of ups and downs, um, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows. And those of you who are in business for yourself, 
you know that to be true. You know, there are some very glorious and glamorous moments. And then there are some very low and ugly moments. And you're like, what in the world am I doing? Why am I doing this? You know, I used to ask myself that all the time. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? You like this abuse. You like self-abusing. And I realized that I was doing it to myself because this is where God has called me. And even as much as I try, there's been so many times I've tried to transition back into um, a full-time position. Again, if you listen to You Effed Up, you know that I started off in the engineering field. I have a bachelor's in civil engineering. I also have an MBA. And so I worked for, I think, a total of eight years in that engineering sector until I was kind of forced out because I was laid off. And I just never looked back since then. But I have tried to kind of stick my pinky toe back over there and nothing would stick. And every single time I'm like, God, how come I just can't get a job? And he's like, because that's not what I called you to do. So um, that's kind of my, my journey in a nutshell. And so there are many days where I find myself questioning this, this journey. Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing enough? Um, entrepreneurs of faith, you know that you may find yourself saying, you know, God, I, I know what you showed me, but where I am is so far from that reality. And maybe you don't say that, but I know I say that because as a visionary, I know what God has like laid out before me. And there are some times that I find myself so deep off in these visions and these dreams that, I mean, I can, you may snap your fingers and I have to snap out of it because I, I see and, and Many times I submit those visions and those dreams to God. Like, God, is this you? Is this real? Because don't I don't want to get caught up in um, going after something that is not what you have for me. And time after time, God has confirmed that, yes, this is what I have placed in your belly. I have given you these visions. I have placed these dreams down inside of you. So they are valid. But again, you know, I look around and I'm like, well, God, what I see right now looks so far from what you have shown me. And I think it was um, Bishop Jakes that I heard him say that, you know, the hardest thing for a visionary is being where they are right now and knowing what God showed them is to come because that distance is sometimes so great. And so many times I find myself asking that question and sometimes I'm, am I on the right track? Um, God, I need a team <laughs> because if you're a solopreneur in this thing and, and most of you are until you get to the point where you can actually build up a team, you find yourself like, God, I am doing too much. I need to outwork or work myself out of a job. Like I, I'm juggling too many things and, and, and am I on the right track? And that's why I said earlier, I really appreciate those messages that you guys send because they remind me that I am on the right track. Um, and honestly, if, if I'm being honest for me, sometimes I just want people to tell me what to do as much as I don't want to work a full-time job anymore. Sometimes being the head woman in charge is a lot of work because you are constantly making the decisions. You have to get up and, and set the agenda for the day. And while I greatly appreciate that power and and having that flexibility. Sometimes I just want people to tell me what to do. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like, God, I just wish 
um, I didn't have to make all the rules. And so that's why a lot of times I go to God and I'm like, God, show me what you would have for me to do today. And again, I'm just kind of sharing some of my personal struggles. And if you're an entrepreneur, you probably can identify with some of these things. And then there's the days that I'm so overwhelmed and I have so much to do. And I'm such a go hard or go home person that the days that I have so many things to do and I feel like I'm in over my head, I just don't do anything because I'm go hard or go home. I'm literally going hard or I'm going home to get under my cover in my bed and just wallow in in what I'm dealing with. And so I found myself in this place last week. I think it was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I found myself like slipping down into this abyss. And if I'm not careful, because there have been times in the past where I did not catch myself. And if you don't catch yourself, because we all have moments and you're allowed to have a moment, but you cannot set up shop there. You cannot pitch your tent there. You cannot dwell there. You have to get up and keep moving. You get a moment to sulk and wallow, but you got to get up and keep moving. And so um, I found myself in this place. I think it was Tuesday of last week. And I woke up just like, God, what am I doing with my life? Like, does all of this even matter? And, you know, I have to stop and laugh at this point because I know sometimes God is probably like, girl, are we going through this again? (laughs) But I love God because he's so gracious. And, you know, he's like, just bring me your burdens, bring me your cares, come lay them at my feet. And every single time he helps me through. So I found myself in this place and Because I've been on this journey, like I said, for almost six years now, I've learned how to encourage myself. And so that's what I want to talk about today, specifically to you entrepreneurs of faith. But even if you're not in business for yourself, whatever you find yourself um, that's causing you to get into a place of depression or a place of sadness or just feeling like you have these same questions, am I doing enough? Um, Am I on the right track, God? When is it going to happen? I know you showed this to me. God, I know you, you showed me that my marriage would be reconciled. When is it going to happen? Or God, I've been sick for a really long time and you showed me healness. I'm healness. (laughs) You showed me that I would be healthy and you showed me healing. When is it going to happen? And so You may not be an entrepreneur, but I really believe that this message is going to be for everyone who has experienced anything. And so I want to tell you a few things that I have learned to say to myself, to encourage myself. And um, today we're going to have a little bit of a Bible study. So I pray that you have your, your pen and your paper and you can take some notes and jot down these scriptures. And even if you can't do it now, um, I'll have them in the show notes. I'll put the scripture references in the show notes, but also come back to it and listen to it again because you will want to go and read these scriptures because I promise they will bless you. Um, God has really been dealing with me lately um, on building up my character. And I know it's because where he's taken me, he has to make sure that my character can sustain me in that place. And so he's really been working on my character. And so I've been very mindful to go to God, even in my personal study, my personal Bible study time. God, when I'm reading your word, show me what you would have for me to read. And so he has been really great at revealing uh, where he wants me to spend my time studying. And so I did a really in-depth 
study, like the end of last year, coming into the beginning of this year of David and his rise to king and what that looked like. And um, I finished that up recently. And then I went back to God and I said, God, where do you want me to go now? And he sent me to the book of Nehemiah. And if I'm honest, I don't think I've ever read the book of Nehemiah. I may have, you know, known a few bits and pieces of the story, but I don't think I've ever dived into Nehemiah. And if I did, I really don't remember it because even reading the story now, I'm like, wow, I never knew that. And at first I was like, well, why am I going to Nehemiah? And it wasn't until I really got into his story that I realized, man, Nehemiah, I mean, he has all the characteristics of an entrepreneur of faith of a faithpreneur. I think that's a term that we're using these days. He has all of the characteristics of a faithpreneur. So basically, if you don't know the story of Nehemiah, let me give you just a little bit of background before we get into how we encourage ourselves on this journey. So Nehemiah basically wanted to return to Jerusalem to rebuild. Like the the wall around the city had been destroyed. And that's a whole different story for another day. But he wanted to return to build this this Um, the wall around the city. And he basically got together a group of people and he gave them instructions and they rebuilt this wall. That's the story in a nutshell, the very short, short version. And that's why I said he is really an, an entrepreneur of faith because entrepreneurs build. That's what we do. We are builders. And he's an entrepreneur of faith because all throughout his story, he really sought God for direction He went to God when he was upset and he went to God when he was dealing with opposition because of what he was building. And so his prayer life was off the chain. And so I think, you know, for me, I was like, oh, my God, he reminds me so much of myself. He's a builder and he loves to pray because that's me, man. I take everything to God like, okay, God, what should I do with this? Should I accept this engagement? Um, What does this look like? Send me the right people for my programs. I'm always praying for the participants who come through my program because I want to be a good fit for them and I want them to be a good fit for me. And so I could really identify with Nehemiah. So anyway, I'm in this Nehemiah story. And again, I saw so much of myself. So what happens on this journey when you find yourself feeling like, am I doing enough, God? When am I going to get to the vision? You showed it to me. My life looks nothing like it. I'm discouraged. I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to throw in the towel. You have to encourage yourself. So the first thing that I want you to do is say to yourself, and I'm going to say Chrissy. For those of you who know me personally, you know that my name is Chrissy. I call myself Chrissy because that's me. All the people who know me intimately call me Chrissy. So I say to myself, Chrissy, people may not notice or remember right now, but God will. What does that mean? People may not notice or remember you or what you're doing, but God will. So in Nehemiah verse 5 and 19, Um, Nehemiah prays a prayer and he says, remember, oh my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. So to give you a little background of what was happening in this moment, Nehemiah had just got done explaining to the, um, explaining that while he was governor, he never took any money out of the, the food treasury. Like he never took anything that was not due to him. And he said it and he and he went on to say that I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying that I didn't do that because I truly feared God. And so in that moment, 
you know, he's calling out all these things he did. And then he goes on to end it with a prayer and says, remember, oh my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. And I want to encourage you and I want you to encourage yourself that sometimes we're on this journey. And I know I find myself here. I'm like, and I I say this in the most humble way possible. I'm like, man, I know I have the sauce. (laughs) You know, I know I got it. I I know that God has anointed me for this journey. And sometimes people, you're, you're like, man, how come they don't see it? How come no one is picking up on it? But I guarantee you, God knows he he's remembering. And so when, when Nehemiah prays this prayer, he says, remember, oh my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. What I love, you, you got to know that the, there's answers in the word of God. I love the Bible. I, I, I can't say that I've always loved to read the Bible, but in my latter days of life, these most recent days, especially on this journey, when I need encouragement, I find it here in the word of God. And so in Hebrews 6 and 10, it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. So here it is in Isaiah, I'm sorry, in Nehemiah 5 and 19, he prayed and said, remember, oh my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. His answer is in Hebrews 6 and 10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Listen to me. Whatever it is that you are called to do in your business, in your workplace, you are called to help somebody. And and in this season, while you're on this journey and you're doing what you're doing and you're helping people, God is not, he, he hasn't forgotten that. And you got to know that sometimes people may not even see you. Sometimes God has you hidden. And so we take it for, we take it personally that maybe someone is ignoring us or they're quote unquote hating. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes, but we, we, we tend to jump to those negative things. Maybe God has you hidden because again, maybe like me, he's working on your character. So in this moment, he sees you working. He sees you helping people. Hey, Chrissy, he sees you helping people birth these books and push out these businesses and, and helping them to live life on purpose. But he has not forgotten about that. He is not an unjust God. He will remember the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. That continue to help them is so key. Do not stop helping them because you feel like they don't see you. Do not get off task. Do what God has called you to do. He will not forget. Even in his word, Isaiah 43 and 26, he says, put me in remembrance. He says, put me in in remembrance. Remind me of what you did. And I, you know, at first I was thinking to myself, now, God, you know, you didn't forget. I mean, we know you didn't forget. Why do I have to put you in, in remembrance? But you know what I think? When we put him in remembrance, what it does is puts us in remembrance. And so we remind him, God, remember, I've been out here doing this work. I've been serving your people. And again, we're not doing it because we're expecting something in return. But sometimes when you're on this journey and you're serving and you're giving and you're out here sharing your gifts and they're helping other people to to live their best lives, sometimes, you know, you feel depleted. Like, okay, God, what is, is it all for nothing? Is it even helping them? Are they on the right track? Again, that's why I love these messages, guys. That's why I say thank you so much with every single time I come on this podcast. And so when you put him in remembrance, you say, oh God, remember me. Remember that I have helped your people. Don't forget that. 
bless me for it, as Nehemiah said. And then you get the answer and you say, God is not unjust. He will not forget my work and the love I have shown him as I have helped his people and continue to help him. I'm sorry, and continue to help them. And so when you do that, then you remember, you remember that you are on the right track. You remember that God will not forget. And so in due season, if you do not faint, you will reap. You will reap everything that you have sown and more. So number one, I want you to say your name. In my case, it's Chrissy. Chrissy, people may not remember right now, but God will. God will not forget. That's how we encourage ourselves. So number two, <laughs> and I love this story. I, I love this story, as I said, in Nehemiah. We're going to just kind of travel through Nehemiah for a moment. Um, verse, I think it's chapter six, Nehemiah six and verse three. Nehemiah six and verse three. So let me just kind of paint the picture again. So now the the wall is completed. And even during the building of this wall, he has experienced opposition from a couple of different sides. And there's these three in particular, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. And then it's a whole slew of other haters. And I think in the Bible, it says enemies, but we're going to call them haters. So it's this slew of other haters. And they hear that the wall has been rebuilt. And so they try to stop him the, the entire process. And so now they're really angry because they realize that all of those efforts did not work. Um, he was still successful in building. And so that's where you are. You're an entrepreneur. You're still working through all the op opposition. And now they're plotting to harm him. So what they do is send a messenger to Nehemiah and they want Nehemiah to come out and meet them somewhere. And Nehemiah is smart enough for that. And because his discernment tells him that they don't want to talk to me, they want to hurt me. Sidebar. As an entrepreneur, you need to pray for discernment. And let me tell you, people tell me all the time, they're like, man, you, you usually can pick up on something. That's because I pray. That's one of the things I pray for almost daily. God sharpen my discernment because I need to hear what people say, even when they're not talking. Like I need to, to, to read through that. I need to hear what you do. You know, I know that sounds crazy, but I need to see what you're not saying. So I want to be able to, to, to understand what's going on so that I know who is for me, who is not. So I, I ask God to sharpen my discernment, give me keen discernment. So here it is, Nehemiah is exercising his discernment and he realizes that they're sending for me, but they don't want to talk. They want to harm me. So they send a messenger out to Nehemiah with the message. Nehemiah sends a message back. And this is what I love. He says, so I reply by sending this message to them. I am engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet you? That's Nehemiah 6 and 3. Listen, this is how you encourage yourself. Chrissy, you are doing a great work. Chrissy, you are doing a great work. Jason, you are doing a great work. Melissa, you are doing a great work. Whatever your name is, you are doing a great work. And let me tell you why I love this so much. Because here it is. Nehemiah realizes that his haters are coming to try to destroy him because of the work that he is doing or has done. Now, your haters may not be people, 
for me, my haters aren't generally people because if they are hating on me, I don't even know them, okay? Because I don't even have energy for people who are not, you know, supporting me or cheering for me or rooting for me. I, we hear all this talk about these haters. Some of you guys, I think, just make up people. You you create this uh, a figment of your imagination that you have this whole, uh, um, what do you call it? A whole cheering section of people who are hating against you. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Most of us don't have that because most of us haven't even reached that level of notoriety yet to even have that type of mass of hating going on in our lives. But we still have haters. And let me tell you, for me, my haters are sometimes defeat. My haters are loneliness. My haters are depression. Those are the things that are coming for me. And so what do I have to say to them? Listen, defeat. Listen, loneliness. Listen, um, discouragement. I am doing a great work. I can't come meet you right now. I don't have time to set up a tent in the midst of depression because I am doing a great work. The work that I am doing with these women to help them push their books out. Again, I'm not bragging, but sometimes you got to remind yourself. So I'm helping people birth books. That's a great work. I have to remember that. Chrissy, you are doing a great work. I don't have time to go out and meet depression. I don't have time to go out and meet defeat. I don't have time to meet discouragement because what I see right now doesn't line up with what God showed me. I don't have time for that because I'm doing a great work. Remind yourself of the great work that you are doing. And then you tell everything that is coming up against that in opposition. You don't have time to come out and meet them, whatever yours is. Whatever yours is, whether it's self-doubt, whether it's fear, fear, I don't have time to meet you right now. I'm doing a great work. So that's number two. Number three, I have to say to myself, Chrissy, the vision is going to come to pass. (laughs) Just that simple. What God showed you, if God gave you that vision, he is not dangling some carrot in front of you with no intentions of ever giving it to you. That's not the kind of God we serve, but we have to be faithful and remain committed to the work. And so I say to myself, Christy, the vision is going to come to pass. So let's let's talk about this. Here we are in Nehemiah chapter six, verse 15. This says, the wall was, hold on, let me pull it up. So on October 2nd, the wall was finished just 52 days after we had begun. 52 days. Now, let me tell you something. 52 days is an amazing amount of time for that wall to have been completed because you have to understand, maybe to you today, 52 days seems like, oh, okay, that's that's doable. That's fine. But back in on October 2nd, 445 BC, they were doing this by hand. Today, we have all types of machines and cranes and all type of um, uh, all type of equipment and, and, and vehicles that can help us to build a wall around an entire city so that it maybe it can take less than 52 days. But in, in 445 BC, on October the 2nd, to have completed a wall around an entire city in 52 days, that's an amazing feat. So what I want to tell you with that is this, and, and listen, listen, guys, I really want you to hear this. The wall was completed in 52 days. Daniel, Daniel, 
he he prophesied, he predicted the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem, the rebuilding of the wall. He predicted that in 605 BC. That was exactly 160 years prior to the rebuilding of the wall. So here's the thing. Daniel saw this wall long before it came to pass, long before it came to pass. However, when it happened, it happened quickly in 52 days. So Chrissy, the vision is going to come to pass. And when it happens, it's going to happen quickly. Do you hear what I'm saying? What God has shown you, you may feel like it's taking some time for it to happen. And again, that's because things are have to be worked on. Things have to be perfected and, and curated on your behalf. You're the one that God is getting together. It's the people that he's working on. The vision that he showed you, it's already where it's supposed to be. It's waiting for you to arrive to the vision. The vision, as soon as he said it, it was done. It's just waiting on you on that appointed day and time. And I know we we quote this scripture all the time about writing the vision and making it plain. And I want to read this to you. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. It seems, if it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Daniel had the vision in 605 BC. It happened. It happened in 445 BC and it happened quickly, supernaturally quick. Whatever it is that you're waiting on, it may take some time. It may seem slow in coming, but wait patiently because it will surely take place. Chrissy, Jonathan, Amber, Angel, the vision is coming to pass. The vision is coming to pass. Encourage yourself with that. It's coming. If God showed you, he's going to do it. And let me tell you, I have to say this because I have to remind myself, listen, you are going to, man, if, if, if I don't remind myself that it's coming to pass, I might give up. I might throw in the towel. I would have fainted unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. <laughs> That's the part we, we sometimes we don't say in the land of the living. I am going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So Chrissy, the vision is coming to pass. And lastly, I want to share with you, I want to skip over to Nehemiah chapter eight. And so what's happening in chapter eight is Ezra, he's, he, he makes an appearance in Nehemiah and he basically stands before the people because now that the wall is rebuilt, the doors have been hung, the, everything is secure. Nehemiah has put the people in place who need to guard the wall and all that type of stuff. Now it's time to um, begin to to reintegrate the people into a society and, and to teach them the law and to make sure that they're functioning as, as an actual city. And so Ezra stands before them and he reads them the book of the law of Moses, which is the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, right? So he's reading them the, the law and the people begin to weep. They're crying because as he's reading them the law, they realize our lives don't even measure up to the law. We we, we haven't, we, we don't measure up. We, we haven't lived this life, all of these things that you're reading off. And I love Nehemiah because he says, you know, he tells them to stop weeping. And then in verse 10, he says, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods, sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing. 
This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So many of you on this journey, as I said before, you feel like I'm not measuring up. I'm not doing enough. I would be so further along if I was doing X, Y, and Z. God, am I even cut out for this work? And so that's what's causing you to slip into a place of depression. But I want you to say, Chrissy, Mel, Keisha, celebrate your victory. Take some time to celebrate your victory. You have to celebrate the victories. And so in this moment where they're all sad and and, and feeling down and dejected, Nehemiah's like, hold on, we just built a whole wall. We are rebuilding our city. You just landed a major contract. You just got a new job, which you know was nothing but God. Like he he got you in the door. Your 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 qualifications and your resume were amazing, but now you're doing something that you never imagined you would do. And you're about to allow yourself and your self-doubt to tell you that you don't belong there, that you're not enough. No, you better celebrate your victories. Celebrate, celebrate, take some time. That's the only way you're going to stay motivated. You have to celebrate the even the smallest wins, even the smallest wins. I opened up this podcast and told you about the sip and see on Saturday. Chrissy, celebrate your victories. You have helped these women give birth. Your gifts have opened up their gifts. Your gifts have made them aware and given them the tools they need to utilize them and to live life on purpose. It's about celebrating your gifts. It doesn't mean you get haughty and puffed up with pride. No, it just means that you remind yourself that I got this because I that happened. By the grace of God, I did that. So by the grace of God, something else is coming celebrate your victories. And I love that he says in that, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing. Share gifts, (laughs) share your gifts. Continue to share your gifts because I tell you, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to get in a place of feeling so defeated that you stop sharing your gifts. Do not stop sharing your gifts. The world needs you. The world needs you. And listen, if I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. The world needs you, Chrissy. You have to encourage yourselves, guys. You have to, when you get into these places where you're feeling low and down and out, you say these things to yourself. You say, Chrissy, people may not remember, but God will. God is, he, he's, he's keeping an account. He's keeping an account. Chrissy, you are doing a great work. You don't have time to go out and meet anything that's trying to stop you, anything that's trying to slow you down, anything that's trying to kill you. You don't have time to go out and meet that because you're doing a great work. Chrissy, the vision is going to come to pass. And when it comes, it may have been slow in coming, but when it happens, it's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen expeditiously. It is going to blow your mind. Chrissy, celebrate your victories. Celebrate those little small steps of success. It's what's going to keep you motivated. Listen, guys. (laughs) Oh my goodness. 
First of all, if you have not read Nehemiah, especially if you are an entrepreneur, I encourage you to go check out that book of the Bible. I mean, it was mind blowing. It's so much revelation in that book. Go check out Nehemiah. But guys, encourage yourself. Everything that you are doing, it, it it's getting you closer. And it may seem like baby steps, but baby steps, they get you close to the destination. You know, everyone wants to think about huge impacts. Small impacts are still impacts. They still get you closer. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep moving. You may hit those pockets of of discouragement. You may feel down. Do not dwell there. You have to get up. You have to keep moving. You have to keep pursuing what God has put in front of you and, and go to him. You know, in those moments where you feel down, I promise you every single time I'm in that space, sometimes I'm so deep in the space and I, I just want to stay there because I'm, I just feel so, you know, we, we like to have pity parties sometimes. And sometimes I get in that space and I, I don't even engage God because I know he's going to pull me right out of it. <laughs> but most of the time I engage him. And as soon as I engage him again, I get a message. I get an inbox. I get something that reminds me you are on the right track. If you need that reminder, I pray that even this right here is a reminder. If you've never listened to this podcast and you're listening for the first time, I decree and declare that this is your reminder. This is God telling you, girl, you're on the right track. Boy, you're on the right track. Keep pushing. Don't you dare throw in the towel. I got so much better for you and everything that I have placed inside of you is helping the people around you and they need you and I need you to continue in this kingdom work. We got work to do. We don't have time to give up. (laughs) A good friend of mine, (laughs) this is kind of funny. A good friend of mine, she sent me a clip because she knew I was in a moment. Like she, she, she always, what she says, quote unquote, she checks my pulse. She'll send me a text message and she's like, I'm just checking your pulse. And so she knew I was having a moment last week. And so she went on to YouTube and she found the clip of um, uh, what's love got to do with it. And this was the clip when Tina was in the ambulance and she's like almost about to die. And it's not funny because, you know, it is like physical abuse. But Ike looks down over her and he was like, if you don't make it, I'll kill you. And so that's what she sent to me. She was like, listen, chick, if you don't make it, I will kill you. Like we, you got stuff to do. You don't have time to throw in a towel. We got stuff to do. So I'm saying it to everyone listening to this podcast. If you don't make it, I'm going to kill you. Okay. So listen, guys, that's all I got for you today. I know this podcast went a little bit longer than the ones that we have had before, but I pray that it is a blessing. I pray that you learn to encourage yourself and get back in there and do this. God is sharing this game with you because he wants you to win at this thing called life. Guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. I really am. I'm praying for everyone who listens to this podcast that you do not get weary and well-doing for in due season, you will reap if you faint not. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. Until next time, Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye.